Hi there, this is Connor Gilbertson, Public Relations Coordinator with the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center and Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of DP's Texas. I wanted to let you know, before we get started, that this is a podcast about substance use. Sometimes we are going to talk about stories or details that may be tough and uncomfortable to hear. Our overall goal is to help people be healthier and happier. With that being said, do what you need to take care of yourself. Feel free to pause and step away if you need to. This episode will be right here when you get back. The most important thing is that you take care of yourself. Thanks. Now let's grow. Today we are here with Trevor Nichols and Linda Jones. How are y'all doing today? Excellent. Excellent. Glad to be here. Good. They are here with our WOW program or working on wellness. We'll go ahead and start off. Just kind of tell me a little bit about the program. Okay. The WOW program is actually a CCP program. It's That is a coalition. Basically, it's COVID money to bring awareness to health and wellness and getting out into the community, things that are offered through health and wellness. So I know y'all do health fairs, but what else do y'all get involved in? So the WOW program is designed to promote health and wellness. So what we do is we we do health and wellness fairs throughout seven different counties where we'll invite a bunch of local vendors to come out, whether it be home health, vision, dental, just to come and offer their services up to the community to show the community what all they have to offer. Along with that, we also do park enhancements throughout the county. So we'll go out, travel, and see what communities need help in their parks, or if they don't have a park, possibly help them get one started. One of the things that goes on with the wellness fairs is also to promote vaccinations. And um, if that be something that, that you would like, uh, your COVID vaccinations, your your booster vaccinations. We partner with the health departments in each county and have them come out and give information about all of those boosters. Normally, the health departments have a department for car seats where they have free car seat programs. Several of them have breast and cervical cancer programs and WIC. So whenever they come out to the health fair, the participants that come in can stop by the booth and ask questions or just say, what are y'all offering? And they can give them that information. And then that helps them to know what services are out there. There's so much with the wellness fairs that's so fun and good for the community. We offer food trucks. They come out. Uh, we purchase the food. And so we give free food. We have a health fair coming up June the 16th in Polk County, Livingston High School. Livingston ISD has given us access to their high school and we will be having it there. We have a taco truck come out and then the Zumba and karate lessons will be given. We've had several health fairs before and when the kiddos come out that would never be able to have the Zumba lesson or the karate lesson and they just have a ball with it. So it's really something to be able to involve a whole family. It's not just contoured to a certain age group. It's from however young to however old, whoever wants to attend. Right. It's for the whole community. You can bring your newborn all the way up to your great-grandfather and everyone will have a ball. And you may have already mentioned it, but about how many wellness fairs do y'all participate in or put on? Uh, Our grant requires that we put on six wellness fairs through our program, but we have attended way more than that. And we're very available to go to more. 
And on that, I know y'all were talking about the parks. What all is involved with that as far as I know you had mentioned about like going out and seeing if someone might need repairs or something along those lines. So in the beginning, whenever we were first approached with this grant and to write for it, we were looking at different types of park equipment, something that would promote wellness within your family. So many people during COVID stayed inside, didn't get out and something that you could just do with your family. So there is an item called a generation swing. It is where the child sits in front and the adult sits on the other side and you can swing together and you're pretty much eye level with them. So as you're laughing and smiling whenever you're swinging, you can see or your baby can see that or your, your toddler can see that and then they can see you do that also. And it's just a big promotion of, of wellness within a family. There's also money for sun sales, which are the covers over um, the park equipment because we all know that Texas heat is horrendous and that does help. So there was some money in the grant for those items. And then one of the parks, the city did not have a park and the community wanted to start building one. And so that's what we were able to help them. And that's in Garrison, Texas. You know, some some cities have great parks and they they don't need anything. And then there's some cities that could use some help. And, you know, we want to spread the wealth with that. And we've tried to be good stewards of those funds. I think it's going to be just really great for the cities. Yeah. And they, they both kind of complement each other between the wellness fairs and the park aspect, just because physical activity is a, definitely a huge part within overall health and being able to kind of step away from the indoors every once in a while, even with this Texas heat, enjoying it before it gets too hot. And then maybe towards the later end of the day, being able to take the kids out. That's but- where we see the sales, the, the sun sales uh, helping tremendously. Because even as hot as it is, there is a cover and it does bring down that scorch factor on the playground equipment. That's probably a big key factor whenever it hits summertime. I mean, Texas lives in summer and winter, so there's really not a good time to where it's just okay to be outside because you're either really cold or really hot. Those uh, days are few and in between. But the, the biggest thing is just that it opens up more of a time slot to be able to go do things like that where you're not so worried about the weather. You can actually just you know go out, have fun, and there's a park that's contoured to whatever extreme weather Texas might throw at you that day. But it's more so being able to just kind of make sure everybody can get out there without having to worry about touching a monkey bar and burning your hands off or slide down a slide burning your leg. And then we're also looking at for this last little bit of funding is a cover for benches. We have a lot of walking parks in our communities and there are benches around the walking park so that you can stop and take a rest. And this will be an opportunity to have a cover there to be under. That's a good part too. It's just you guys are able to go out and see. It's not like you're looking on Google Maps. You're actually being able to get feet on the ground to be able to see the situation. I've been to every city and community, even communities that aren't incorporated cities in our seven counties that we service. What I see the most is that they have nice baseball parks and sometimes they will have uh, swing sets and such out in those parks. That's been a little bit more difficult to find out who exactly that property goes to because, you know, we have to talk to someone about actually accepting the gift. Yeah, it's a much bigger process than someone would think, oh, you just give them that and you call it quits and you're good to go through this big, long process of 
okay, who owns this? How do I get in contact with them? Explaining it to them of what what the process is. And then, of course, you know, them signing the documentation to take over whatever it is that's given. Because I would assume, you know, there'd have to be some sort of system of care whenever you hand that over. It's more so we provided this. But at the end of the day, if we're putting this on your land, we want to make sure that it's taken care of. The, the maintenance and the liability of that, you know, giving that over for the community. And how long has this been around? Started September 1 of 2021. So it's, I mean, it's a brand new grant. It's the first one that, that we know of that uh, DSHS put out. It's more for promoting that wellness, mental, physical, emotional, you know, healthy, getting out and getting active. You know, if the vaccinations are something that you want, then we want to help you find those. If getting out and exercising is something that makes you feel better and makes you feel more healthy, then that's what we want to help with. Word of mouth goes by that. And then also more people are starting to come to wellness fairs and any type of fair um, because they've been so afraid from COVID. You know, we've been so aware of sickness. So it's that's been hard from the vendors that I've heard from that not a lot of people are coming out for those things. Other than that, is there any barriers that stop people from potentially showing up to these events? Or Times, the times of the day. You know, we've typically tried to do these on a Tuesday or a Thursday from like 2 to 6 to get the maybe like retirees and then the after school and, and then after work. But so many people are not quarantining anymore and not in that, that state. Baseball games are back. Basketball games, you know, they might have practice with their kiddos or they have after work meetings. July the 28th, we have a wellness fair in Tyler County. It's at the First Baptist Church of Woodville. We're going to try 10 to 2 for that one. Uh, That will be our first one. It is a different time. And so that's going to tell for our next year's wellness fairs if that's a good time to change. I think in the summer that would be good because, you know, maybe more teachers are off then. Daycares can bring their kiddos or uh, nursing homes and rehabilitation centers and assisted living centers, they are welcome to bring their participants also. But I would imagine with, like you had said, with summer, it, it might be a little bit easier even on the concept of parents try to find time throughout summer to spend time with their children and everything else. So if the opportunity is there earlier in the day, maybe do something along those lines then. Yeah, we really thought in the in the beginning that that was just great timing. And, and during the school year, possibly that could be a better time. But I know that we all also attend wellness fairs and health fairs and everything that aren't put on by us that we are invited through vendors that we have come to ours. They're like, hey, I'm having this. Just had one in Newton County a couple weeks ago and it was very well received, but no kiddos. So if you're trying to do some type of youth component, that's harder to do. Maybe, you know, and then on weekends, you know, it's so busy. Everyone is so busy on a weekend. Then they have ball games or they have summertime in there on family vacation. So that's something that just as the grant grows, we'll be able to look at more. This worked here and this didn't work. And this time we'll work here and then. Like she said, it's a new grant, so we're still learning how everything works as well. Something that we that we do with the wellness fairs is we have signs made and put those out at least a week before in the community. We go to all the apartment complexes, the housing authorities uh, put out the flyers out there. 
visible. The Go to Berkshire Brothers or Dollar General um, put out flyers there also and just talk to people, go through the Chamber of Commerce in the community, put ads. We have ads on the radio that are there like four days before our event Mm -hmm. in the newspaper. We have a big ad coming out in the newspaper for these next two events. And having our our vendors that are coming out share the flyers and the the information on their social media and just asking people in the community to share uh, is really great also. I was going to say, it sounds like you guys kind of covering the board as far as outreach when it comes to informing and getting the information out there to the surrounding area is for whenever a wellness fair is around, whether it's one that WOW puts on or someone else, the, the vendors that you guys are in contact with, but you guys have every aspect from word of mouth all the way to social media. I see that if you see all those shares, you know, on social media and you're like, oh, great, everybody's going to show up. But then you go to the post office and I went to the post office in every town in Polk County last week and talked to so many people and gave them a flyer. And so then they can put that on the refrigerator. It's a family-friendly event that they can come out to. I mean, we make sure that it's a lot of fun. We play music. We have door prizes. I mean, gift cards to like Walmart that we raffle off, door prizes. We're hoping with all of those good services, the gift cards, the free karate and Zumba, the free food, the information that you can get there is an incentive for people to come out and talk to someone. I mean, there may be a service there that you want weren't decided upon until you talk to someone that had more knowledge than you. And that's where we want to do that promotion of the wellness. And it's all completely free. Everything's covered. So all you have to do is show up. Even our vendors, we make sure that whenever our vendors come, they can't charge anything to anyone. Everything is free. That definitely helps with accessibility as far as really making it known that literally anyone and everyone can show up and be there and have a great time and learn a lot of information. What's something y'all want people to know about the WOW program? A big one for me is just knowing that we are there for the community. It's it's a new program that not many people, even people that do know ADAC, they, they do not know about the WOW program. So just getting word of mouth out there that we are there for the community. We are trying to spread out and help with wellness and uh, through these hard times to COVID, we want to be there for. And I think for me, it's more of the same of what Trevor said, but to see more of the community out for these wellness fairs that we put on. This has the possibility uh, vendor backing, these uh, where we've been having all of the wellness fairs. It's a church or a big community center, schools, for it to be something that every year somebody looks forward to it and they want to come back and they want to see what are we doing different this year? You know, what's out there? You know, just a reminder. Of, I see so many people struggle every day whenever I'm out on the road, you know, looking in these communities. I'm passing community and people that need help, that need assistance. And they may not know how to get that, but if they come to this wellness fair, they're going to find out information to help them and their families and how to live a healthier life. And I know we had talked about how often or how many wellness fairs y'all had to have, but how many park enhancements do y'all typically do? We've been to every park in every community in the seven counties that we service. In the seven counties that we service, Nacogdoches, Hall, Jasper, Houston, Newton, 
St. Augustine and Tyler. And there's at least one park enhancement in every one of those seven counties. There's nine towns that we have picked parks for to go to. And then so that means that next year, whenever the grant renews, we know where we've already done enhancements to those parks. So then we'll pick new ones so that every community in every county that we service gets uh, an enhancement of some type. So one thing that I would like to add is how lucky that we are to have Indian Reservation in one of our seven counties, the Alabama Cushada Tribe of Texas, that we are partnered with time and time again, and it's just a, a great experience. They will be having a wellness powwow in July, and I have asked us to partner with them, which is just going to be amazing, and it will be indoors. Thank the Lord. (laughs) And so we're very, very excited about doing that and helping them to bring more awareness for all of the tribal members. And anyone that, you know, is is hearing this, that that wants more information, they're more than welcome to call the the main office at 936-634-5753 and ask for Trevor or myself, Linda Jones, and uh, be happy to talk to them about what that they may see that they could use in their community or in their park. If you or someone you know needs help with a substance use issue or concern, or if you just want more information, you can call the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas 24-7 at one 800 445-8562. Give, Get, Grow is a production of the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas and the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center. We work in Angelina, Hardin, Houston, Jasper, Jefferson, Nacogdoches, Newton, Orange, Polk, Sabine, San Augustine, San Jacinto, Shelby, Trinity, and Tyler Counties, where we offer prevention, intervention, and treatment programs and services. The Prevention Resource Center has a ton of information about the region available for free as a part of its mission. For more information, visit adacdet.org prc5. That's A-D-A-C-D-E-T dot O-R-G slash P-R-C-5. A big thanks to Trevor Nichols and Linda Jones for speaking with us today, and a big thank you to all the listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Follow ADAC on Facebook at A-D-A-C-D-E-T and on Instagram at A-D-A-C underscore D-E-T. Thank you for joining us. Be safe and take care of yourself, and we will see you next time here on Give, Get, Grow.